This week, a number of us from our church, seven of us, went to Germany to the Activate Conference, uh, and that is was hosted by Jesus Gemeinde, Jesus Community Church in Dresden, by our friend Wayne and Renee Neuper. Um, you remember Wayne was here about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And it was just a really powerful time of God moving and doing, doing amazing things in people's hearts and people's lives. And just to give you an idea, um, the kind of people were there, were, who were there, obviously there were Germans, it's in Germany, but there were also Russians and there were also Ukrainians and there were also Estonians and there were also Bulgarians and there were also English people and there were also Macedonians and people from Holland and all over Europe. And it's just an amazing picture to me of what God wants to do in preaching the good news to all the nations of the world that through, through Christ, everyone would come to know Him. Powerful, powerful, powerful time. And we want to share some, some stories with you this morning. And I've asked Johnny and Alex to say something. Is Stuart, I thought I saw Stewie this morning. Is he not here? No. Okay, well, he'll get a chance next week. And, then, and Gareth and Helen are still there. So, um, yeah. They are still in Germany um, this morning. Uh, and then Helen and I will just share some things. Um, and then we're going to pray. And, and that will be the end. That will be the meeting. All right. So we're just going to have some feedback uh, this morning. And I'm going to share a couple of things at the, at the end. But at the, the theme of the conference was from generation to generation that we are called and responsible to pass on the good news to faithful people who will take it further. And. Um, will do much greater things than we've done. And uh, it's particularly on my heart right now to, to um, do that because uh, I'm in the last third of my life and uh, I want this church to continue for hundreds of years. I don't want it just to die. What would the point of that be? And so we need faithful people, faithful men and women to take it on, take it further. And I'm um, trusting that in the next five, ten years we will see the, that mag magnific magnificent thing happening. But um, I don't want to talk too much now. Johnny, do you want to come? Or Alex, who wants to come first? Here we go. Johnny and Alex. Here we go. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Um, yeah, as I was saying, it was just such an amazing time to go. Um, a couple of things that really stood out for me was just meeting such incredible people, um, from around the world just sharing incredible testimonies of what God is doing in their lives, in their churches, and in their communities. And just that reminder that Jesus is alive. He is, yeah, his hope is calling out to people who, anyone who calls on his name, he meets them. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was amazing. Um, and one of the seminars that uh, we went to was about um, how church needs to be a safe place for people to bring their, their questions or their doubts, even, you know, even people who've been in the church for a long time or have joined recently, that it needs to be this place that we all feel safe to, to grow in our faith um, and to keep journeying forward because we can't journey forward without those questions. Um, and I was just so encouraged that, you know, we're led so well by Anton Helen that they lead with such vulnerability and authenticity that this is a place I hope that we can all bring these questions um, and doubts and, you know, as a community just gather around each other um, and support each other and draw closer to God um, in those moments. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Morning, everyone. Um, yeah, two things that I found really encouraging as well. So 
Firstly, just the worship. We did a lot of worship and doing it in German and in seeing the kind of English and Russian translations. And as Ant said, there's so many different nations all worshiping the same God, you know, with the same songs. It was just, yeah, I just found so moving. Um, and also just, yeah, really appreciated what we have here. And yeah, coming back and worshiping, you know, with our family this morning and just having these times together. It's just, yeah, wonderful. So thank you, tech teams and, and musicians and all the worship team for all you do. Um, and second thing, we also went to a seminar um, run by a South African, and he was talking about Paul and Timothy and just a special relationship that they had. I found it really encouraging. He was saying, there's always, you're always a few steps in, ahead of some people, and there's always people kind of ahead of you as well. And just, you know, it challenged me, you know, whatever age you are, whether you're you know, in the fuse or whether you're retired and um, you know, there's always people you can invest in. Um, there's always people you can encourage and just bring up. Even if you feel you're only three steps ahead, you're still three steps ahead. Um, so just to encourage all of us, who can we be raising up and encouraging? But on the other side as well, are we teachable? And are we allowing people to speak into our lives? Um, are there in our cracks in our character or things like that that actually we don't see and we need other people to speak um, to us. So I found that hard. Um, you know, when people are challenging me on my character, you know, and that was a good one for me, you know, just to, um, yeah, it's just to allow that to happen and for all of us, if, if that's something you, if you struggle with, yeah, the Holy Spirit wants to, to make us into Christ every day um, through these people. So let's be brave together. Thanks. Well, what we would love to do is um, the, this Activate Conference is every year um, in October. Sort of this, unfortunately, it doesn't coincide with our half term, which would be really nice. <laughs> um, but we'd love to take more people next year. Um, so we'll we'll get those dates out to you as soon as possible. But it is really such a fantastic space to come away, worship with Christians from all over, all around the world. But also that we are working with. They're all from churches where we are working together towards a common goal to, to reach out into the nations and to build strong churches in different places. And uh, we really love that Forest Town can be part of something bigger as well, that what God is doing here can also be a blessing into other places of the world. Um, so... We'd love for you to come. You don't have to be a leader. You don't, you, can, you don't have to be saved for long. It's just a great space to come and say, God, this is the, might be the next step for me to see how you want to use my gifts um, into different areas. Uh, I think, and uh, can I mention that thing, the reach out? Or are you gonna? So one of the initiatives um, that Wayne um, and uh, the Activate Network is um, doing is called Reach Out. And basically for 2024, they've got about 16 mission trips across the world to different areas. And we obviously are including some of our mission trips in that. Um, when Clive and the team go to Cambodia in, in um, February next year, and uh, we're hoping Chisholm is going to be able to take some of our young people from Fuse to Romania with, with Clive and some of the team in the summer. So there's lots of different trips from here, but also other um, churches that are part of Activate Network are initiating different uh, projects or um, mission trips to different parts of the world, Nepal and India and uh, Ukraine, Macedonia, 
Uh, we've, we've been given invitations to Bulgaria and Macedonia, so we'd love to take some teams with us, so if you want to come with us. Wow, it's such a, those people are so full of faith. You, we'll go where, come back more blessed than, and, and, than even when we go. So we'll, we'll put all those dates out, but maybe it's for us to think, Father, maybe you want to do something in me um, in going. Sometimes God does more in us, but that you actually might not realize that what you have might just be a very beautiful blessing to someone in another church across the world. And it might be putting some money aside. It might just take, be taking some leave for a day or two uh, if we go over a weekend or whatever. But have a think and start to ask God, Lord, where can I be a blessing? Where do you want me to go? And we would love for you to come along with us. Um, but yeah, the, the, the actual conference was... Um, just so rich in both the teaching and, as Alex and Johnny have said, in the times of worship, just so beautiful times like we had this morning, just being in God's presence. Um, but interestingly, the thing that really impacted me was on our trip home, um, Anton and I were busy catching our train back to Berlin to catch the um, flight back, and we caught the wrong train. <laughs> And uh, we had a certain amount of time to get back to the airport in time for our flight. And we got out. We thought, where are we? We climbed out of this train. And we thought, oh, where are we? And it was on the outskirts of Berlin. And it was probably where the tourists wouldn't go. It was a really, really deprived community area. There were people on that platform. The platform was heaving. There were people with beer bottles. There were people walking around. But there was every, I couldn't, um, I mean, there were so many people from so many different nations. I was just astounded. There were people from Asia, from Africa, from uh, South America, from the Middle East. There were just people all over. And I felt like as I climbed back on that train and I looked at these people, there were people who didn't have much. There were people who seemed displaced. And here they had come into this melting pot, into this place where they were. And my heart just began to break as I stood on that train. And I felt, well, this is actually why we do what we do. Um, it's not because we're trying to have a bigger, better thing and make our lives more comfortable. No, God has called us to give ourselves away for those who are displaced, for those who do not have, for those who are without. And um, on my train journey back when we got, after we landed at Gatwick, I'm furiously trying to do all my reading for my master's tomorrow because I didn't get my reading done. But one of the readings I was doing was about this thing that the first will be last and the last will be first. And it's so interesting to think that when Jesus said the first will be last, all of us who have so much privilege and so much in our lives, when we come through those gates into God's wonderful eternal kingdom, we will not be the first. We will be the last. And those people on the platform who do not have anything, who are displaced and lost, they will get the first place at the table. 
God is going to honor those who have nothing, who are the broken ones. And we can come joyfully behind because he's privileged us in this life with so much so we can be a blessing to others. And I'm not saying that God is going to forget us, but he loves the lost. He loves the broken. He loves the orphans and the widows, the refugees, the asylum seekers, those people that we are forget, we don't want to see. Those are the ones he came for, and they will be first in the queue. And I was just so impacted as I read that and after I'd seen that. And I know that's a very challenging message because in this reading that I had, it was about how we can put our own interpretation onto Scripture. And do you know the Christmas story of the Magi who came to honor the Christ child? We, when we do our little nativity, we say that those were wise kings. But actually, in the, in the real sense, in back in the day, in first century um, Israel in those days, the Magi were the lowest of the low. They were like the, the shepherds. They were not wise. They were regarded as somewhat foolish. They were not kings. They were, they were like fortune tellers trying to make their living, and they would go into the king's courts and try and influence the kings with their, their astrology. And it was only much later that those interpretations of wisdom and kingship got put onto who the Magi were. And that changes the heart of the gospel, isn't it? Because we want to sanctify and sanction all our power bases and our intellectualism and our wisdom. But actually, the ones that the gospel was reaching out to right in the beginning were these humble magi, these people who weren't really regarded very well in society, because that is the gospel. It's not a comfortable gospel. It's not the gospel we like, but it's the gospel of Jesus that he came for those people. And those were the ones who came to give him their honor and their, their blessing when he was born. And I, I just, that was what really impacted me this week. And I, I didn't mean to make it very heavy, but it was a very powerful thing that God spoke to me. And uh, I just want to say that whoever God puts in our lives around us, maybe we could stop a moment and just maybe see them through a different lens. Maybe those people that irritate us or people that we think annoy us or kind of like um, uh, when we were on the train, there were some young people drinking and shouting and I got up and I said, I'm going to another carriage <laughs> after having just read all that. <laughs> but sometimes God wants us to step out of our comfort zones and actually to reach out to those that maybe, yeah, that he really loves, that he's reaching out to. So just wanted to share that. Thank you, Helen. Thank you. Um, so just some comments from my side. Um, I think for me, I, I also felt 
when I, the week finished, I felt quite exhausted because uh, it was very emotionally kind of engaging. So, I mean, you know when you're in a time of worship and God is doing stuff in your own heart, it's kind of, it, it mashes your heart up a bit, doesn't it? And then if it's happening day after day, by the end of the week, you feel like <sighs> exhausted, but in a good way. And that's how I felt at, at the end of the week that God had done some deep things in my own heart. And um, uh, I just want to give one highlight. I mean, the worship was amazing. And I do want to just say I was so proud of Johnny and Alex. They did brilliantly. They really led amazingly. And the, one of the high points of the week was the Wednesday evening session when they led. And God did amazing things in that session, just in the ministry and and um, uh, by, by Spirit, which was powerful. And then... Thursday night, we had another amazing time of worship led by some young Ukrainians. And when I say young, I mean late teens, early 20s, who had all been displaced. One of the girls we met was a young girl, age 19, from Maripol. Remember Maripol? Where the city was completely flattened. So she was in Dresden. Her mother was a heroin addict and a prostitute. And so when she was born, she was addicted to heroin herself, and it's affected her and her, and her life. And now she's age 19. She's lost her mom. She hasn't met her dad for 10 years, doesn't even know where she is. And she's trying on her own to forge a new life for herself in, in Dresden. Wow. Like when you meet people like that, it's, it does something on the inside of you. <laughs> And then we had this time of worship with some other Ukrainians that uh, were leading. And uh, they were singing in Ukrainian. And do you understand in the church, there are Ukrainians and there are Russians. Do you, you understand that? There are Russians and Ukrainians in the same congregation, all worshiping together. And we had a time of prayer on that particular evening for the situation in Israel and Gaza. And it just so happened that there was an Arab Christian from Gaza in the conference, who led the time of prayer, praying for Palestine and praying for Israel. Isn't that amazing? It was those kind of things that just like on the inside of you, you just, ah, God just enlarges your heart and softens your heart, and, and you start to see the world completely differently when you meet people like that. This Arab man praying for the people of Israel and the people of Palestine, and he's a Christian, not Muslim. Wow, it was so powerful. And in the midst of this, these young Ukrainians, they start singing this song in Ukraine, Ukrainian, which is, I think, Marius, you know this song. It uses the name of God, the names of God, and it sings about Elohim, and it sings about Rafa, and Jehovah Jireh, and Adonai. Man, it was powerful. Singing the names of God over Israel, over Palestine, over God's people, Russians, Ukrainians, people from all over the world together, saying there's a king whose kingdom has come. Powerful, man. I want to encourage you, come and be part of something next year. Come be part of one of the outreaches. Come and as we do stuff from our local church into our local, we're not just talking about going out there, we're also talking about going here and going to our schools and going to our community and going to St. Albans. Whatever we do that you put your energy behind and say, I want to be part of something that is a blessing to other people. Amen. And um, 
Benji, I just want to say you're amazing. Ben, Ben's played this morning. Do you know he's just got back from Japan? He can't even keep his eyes open, and he's jet lagged like anything, but he manages to play. <laughs> it's hard enough playing music when you're fully concentrated, but when the world is going, <laughs> that was impressive. Well done. And for me, for me, just to finish off this time, I just want to share with you two things. Um, part of the, the whole theme was obviously passing on to the generations that are coming after us. And I just want to remind you of two things that I said a couple of weeks ago uh, in terms of our own local situation. And uh, I'm, if you remember, I highlighted some cultural trends that um, the Barner Group and various people have researched in terms of what's happened since the COVID pandem pandemic and how churches have been affected since COVID. And one of the things that I highlighted um, four or five weeks ago was one of the things that's happening all over the world is that people from my generation, the boomers, the boomers are, are disappearing. And there's a number of reasons for that. We're getting older. Many people are retiring. Uh, but also, coupled with that, is that one of the groups that didn't come back to church after COVID were boomers people of my age, that one of the biggest groups that didn't come back to church were older people, people born 1964 and before that. So anyone in this room kind of 60 and above, that's one of the biggest groups that didn't come back to church. And there are probably a number of reasons for that, and uh, I understand that. But this is, is a challenge for us because the boomers have basically built churches all over the world for the last 20 years. The mega church movement has been financed and has been led and has been volunteered by boomers, by people of my generation. And as we seek to pass on the church to those that are coming after us, we really, really do need to make an effort to engage with younger generations to see them take the church on powerfully and make it something in the future that it hasn't been in the past. All right? And that has got practical implications. It has practical implications in terms of volunteering, in terms of attendance, in terms of finance. And if we are not giving ourselves with passion to hand the church over to younger people, then we are going to end up with buildings, with no people. And what's the point of that? Yeah. And I want to encourage you, if you are Gen X, Gen Z, Millennial, that you start to take the weight of the church also into your life. And you start to give. And you start to volunteer. And you continue to be part of God's solution for the future for His church. And so the challenge is for both of us, isn't it? Because it is the younger guys in the church, yep, okay, I'm going to take something. I'm going to take some of the weight. And I'm going to take it on. I'm going to take responsibility joyfully because it's Jesus' church. And I want to serve Him and I want to give my life for Him. Amen? And so it's both ends. It's the older guys saying, yep, we're going to open the door. Let's open the door. Yep, let's give you responsibility. We trust you. And it's younger people saying, yep, I take the weight. I take the responsibility. Yep, the finances are my problem too. It's not just the old bullies, the old guys, the bullets that must finance everything. Yep. And so it's incredibly challenging. So younger people in the room, I want to challenge you as well. Rise into the calling that God has for you. Older people in the room like me. I want to encourage you, open your hands. Let's open our hands. Let's pass on. Let's give away. Yes? 
so that the church can thrive and can become what God wants it to be. Secondly, I just want to say this as, as I finish, because I'm also feeling tired and I need some coffee. And coffee is the... I preached a couple of weeks ago. I'm such a hypocrite, aren't I? Because I preached about uh, 1 Corinthians. I, all things are permissible, but nothing will master me. Remember I preached that? Well, I have been mastered by caffeine. I must be honest with you. Um, the second thing I just wanted to say is, is, is this... Um, Someone asked me after I did the financial feedback, you know, when we've got so much, many things that we need to do, why do we want to put money into cameras and et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it's really a challenge when you're leading a church because you are spinning so many plates. You are having to do a whole lot of things. And we've tried over the last three years to invest a quarter of a million pounds upstairs in the children's rooms. We've employed um, Chisholm as a children's uh, uh, See, I can't even think straight. Youth worker, because we really do want to invest into the next generation. And we have Rachel who's doing a brilliant job with the kids. We, that we've put our money where our mouth is in terms of saying we are in this for the long haul and want to invest in young people. We really have. But at the same time, one of the, one of the things that I wanted to say to you is that I've been amazed how many people in our church, when I speak to them, have said this to me. Oh, I've seen you online. I've been watching you online for months before I decided to join this church. And in fact, a number of people even called me by my name, said, hello, Ant, I've, I've been watching you online. That's a bit weird, isn't it? It's like a bit, so hello to everyone who's watching online. It's great. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. And it, it really is being borne out by a study by, that affirms these things, is that millennials and Gen Z, they connect with multimedia in a way, obviously, that older people don't. And so generally, when I said older people have not been coming back to the church, there's a double whammy because older people generally don't track with church unless they are in the building. That's what the stats say. 65% of older people say, unless I'm in the building, I don't track with church. Millennials and Gen Z, 50% of them are happy to say, yep, I'm, I'm in the building, and I also track online. I track online with YouTube and, multi and uh, Instagram and Facebook, and I keep myself connected in that way as well. Yeah? So what is my point? My point is that we need to make it as easy as possible for people to connect. And why we want to carry on live streaming and why we want to do um, that well is not so we can have some big production, and be fancy. And, you know, I've, I've seen that. I've seen that when I've, I've looked at some churches online, and it looks amazing. You think, this is amazing. And then I visited some of those churches, and it's like, no, but wait. What was online is not what is happening in the room. And it's kind of, there's a big disconnect, and there's this kind of fancy production. And then when you get into the, into the room, it's not like that at all. And I want to say to you, that's not what we want to do, all right? It must be authentic. It must be, I've told Chris and the guys, we've dropped some microphones into the auditorium. Why? Because when you're at home and you can't make the meeting, I want you to be, feel like you are in the worship, that you are worshiping with God's people, that you can hear other people singing, and it's not just, oh, they've got a great band, what great musicians, and we focus on the guitar player playing his solo, and the drummer doing his drum thing, and the bass player looking miserable like, you know, Chris. 
and we focus on the band and we say, how great the band is. What a great production. How wonderful the, the, the singers are. That's not the point. The point is worship. The point is when you can't be in the room, we want you to be there. That's the point. And I just want to say this. Sorry, I'm getting loud again. <laughs> I want to say this. I was looking recently at our budget. We've already this year spent 8,000 pounds on mission, on Cambodia, on giving away. And we want to spend at least 10% of our income giving away, giving away. It's, it's not just about consuming, but we have to do something well here so that young people can engage. And if we don't do it, we are cutting off ourselves from a huge amount of people that are spiritual seekers that want to be engaged and want to find some kind of spiritual connection that are not going to come to the building. Are you with me? But they are going to engage online first, and they're going to search online, and then they're going to say, I, I like that. I want to come and see what it's about. And online community does not give you. It gives you good um, preaching, absolutely. And part of my, my, I've given myself and my life to be the best preacher that I can be. But here's the reality in what has changed in the last 10 years. That all over the world now, anyone can access online great communicators from all over the world who preach much better than I do. Now, what is the point? I can either get threatened by that, or I can work with that. And I can say, I can concentrate in the church on things that you can't get in, uh, online. And what can't you get on online? You can't get relationship. You can't get community. You can't get kids' work. You can't get youth work. You can't get any of those things online. Those things happen in person. And there's a great coffee shop where you can connect week after week and build friendship. And you can't get that online. You can get it here. And in any other church that values community and family and love and connection. And so what I'm saying is, it's not either or, it is both and. And we want to reach people out there who are spiritual seekers that wouldn't come to our meetings. We can reach them on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. And so what I'm saying is, we've got a very basic sign outside, which is probably not very good, that we need to replace that says Forest Town Church. But you know what the real shop window is? The real sign is, it's on YouTube it's on social media. That's where people are looking to find churches that they can connect into for relationship and real friendship, authentic friendship. Amen. And so that's why I said we want to spend 1,800 pounds on a new projector, and we want to spend a couple of thousand pounds on getting new cameras so we can just make it a little bit better. Not a fancy big production, but a little bit better. So people can find us more easily and it, they can get a real feel of what it's like in the room, that they want to be part of being in the room. That's the point. Amen. And so I want to encourage you. Older guys, open your hands. Younger guys, start taking the weight because we've got to do it together. And it's for the sake of God's kingdom, God's church. It's for the sake of the future. It's for the sake of the generations. It's just for the sake of Noel and Katrina's little ones that are running around like this. Yeah? It's for the sake of the babes that are still feeding. What are they going to inherit? We want them to inherit 
a church that's healthy and full of life and loves them and is interested in their lives. Amen. God bless you guys.